What's going on, everybody? And welcome, welcome, welcome back to the Opinionated Brother Podcast. And this is no episode. <laughs> this is the after dark in the whip solo. Hey, no one's got to know. No one's got to know. What's going on, everybody? Welcome, welcome back to the TOB After Dark Show, episode 52, 52 episodes of this motherfucker. And we are back here. I know y'all missed me. I didn't have an episode on Monday. I know y'all missed the kid and everything like that. And I apologize for not coming with an episode on Monday. I was tired. Okay. Didn't feel like doing one. And I was tired. You know, you can make those decisions when you run your own shit. You know, they be like that. But we have a special, special guest in the building right now. I wanted her to come on the podcast because she is just amazing, intelligent, queen by nature, literally one of <laughs> a, one of my good friends, literally to this day. She is like, she, she be on it. You know what I'm saying? She is always. Thank you. <laughs> we got the one and only Miss Queen Tony in the building. What's going on with your family? Hello, hello. Hi, everybody. How you doing? Welcome to the Opinionated Brother Podcast. Now, before we get into everything, usually when we have new guests on the show, I ask them to gas themselves, right? You tell <laughs> the people at home what you want them to hear. You know what I'm saying? We on Facebook Live right now. You know what I'm saying? So you let okay. the you are, Queen. Okay, so hi everybody, um, Queen Tony. Uh, many know me as Tony Jackson. So uh, went to Grand Valley with Ty. Um, I'm currently a master's of social work student at Wayne State University. Mm-hmm. Pretty much dedicated my life to um, advocacy work, social justice um, work, um, and I'm just extremely passionate about education reform and my community. And um, yeah. I'm here, and I'm here to talk about some things. Yes, come on, Tony. Let's talk, talk about some things. There's a lot of stuff going on, and I want to, you know, share my thoughts with everybody because I've been taking some time to kind of, like, go more within and kind of withdraw and, mm-hmm. and think about what I want to say before I say it, so it's time to talk. Let's talk. Then let's get into it. Let's not even, let's not even, <laughs> let's not even just, let's just jump right into it. So I wanted Tony on the show today because... I had a webinar series which went very, very well on uh, last Saturday. And after the webinar series, mm-hmm. uh, uh, me, her, and a group of other friends just had a conversation about the state of basically the culture right now and everything that's going on. You know, um, the last, last episode and Devontae's where I really just was unconventional in both episodes and talking about. Um, one, the state of my world of what I'm living in right now, and then what I see outside of um, my world that I'm living in. So um, on the Opinionated Brother uh, on Monday show last week, and then uh, on the After Dark of last week, it was just very unconventional, especially for the Devontae's world too. And just talking, just really being open and honest about what I'm feeling, how I'm feeling, um, and just getting at the nitty gritty of everything right now, because as we see right now, police brutality is the, the, the main thing that we're protesting, right? We, we, <laughs> we're, we're, we're out here and we're trying to, as, as a community of, uh, and a society of black people right now, we're trying to push the, this, 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 uh, how can I say to push this, this, this new change, this new wave of 
Revolution. Revo yeah. Thank you, right? A revolution because we're tired, right? We're mm -hmm. tired. We're, we're, we've been, we're beyond tired, right? <laughs> I think, I think. I'm here, tired. truth is, I'm tired. <laughs> like, <laughs> all day, the whole time. Like, I think a lot of people have been playing Tamala Man out. You hear me? <laughs> Take me to the king. Take the king, guys. I'm. <laughs> Because at this point, I'm 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 mind blown. So me and so me and Tony and a couple of our friends, shout out to Chantel and Jordan, we literally just had a whole conversation after the Saturday's webinar that I did, just about the state of the culture. And one of the things that me and Tony really was passionate about was the state of like how we're moving as a black community, right? And mm -hmm. how we can't really get it together in a way. You know what I'm saying? As, as yeah. much as we see so much unity, synergy, um, um, so many, so many of us—not just white people, but black people as well—talking about Black Lives Matter and we're pushing the narrative, pushing narrative. Me and Tony had to come to the to the conclusion, like, okay, hold up, pause. We have these trends, right? Mm -hmm. Trending. You know what I'm saying? Everybody's for Black Lives Matter, right? Mm -hmm. Tony was coming to was what's going to happen after this? Yes. Right? Yep. What's going to happen after this? Because me and her were saying like words are cool. You know, words are straight. Words are. Yeah. Um. 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 They're they're fine. But if the actions mm -hmm. don't back up the words from either side, then how can we even make even a, a little bit of change? So. Mm -hmm. Me and Tony literally was just like, I, I had to get Tony on the show because we were we were talking literally shit. <laughs> Good shit talking. But it was it was it was talking to the point where we were like, okay, I, I need I need that perspective because I don't think a lot of our people are understanding this 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 thing. Like, okay, are you gonna go back to the same way you were after yeah. this? Because, yeah. because nothing is going to be the same after this. Yeah, like this whole revolution that we're seeing in twenty, nothing is going to be the same. Mm -hmm. so, Tony, I want you. I, I I want you to tell the people your perspective. What we were talking about. Um, yeah. On on your perspective on the state of the culture, right? Yeah, I um one thing that I'm just gonna say is there's a few things that have been standing out to me. The concept of being woke. Mm -hmm. Um, and I've seen a lot about that throughout the you know last few years, just this concept of being woke and being an activist and being, you know, really being out here. Mm -hmm. You know, I look at myself as somebody that um my my activism, you know, that was I was really like rah rah, I wanna say I was oh, here with it in oh, college. Oh, One thing you were, thank, you were like, yeah, you. it's a yeah. We'll get to that in a minute. Yeah. One thing I will say is I was active and I like to have these conversations and it was good to educate. And I think at that point in my life, that was important because I felt like as people of color and even there were um, allies that would come into spaces with the organization that I worked with that, um, you know, they didn't understand their own culture, their own history themselves. And I think that we still have a lot of people that... Um, we were getting into conversations. We we're having these conversations. Now we have a pretty great understanding. Mm -hmm. Some of us, everybody doesn't, but some of us, we have a great understanding of what the problem is, what mm -hmm. the issue is. Okay, you, uh, our Black Lives Matter, right? 
Okay, we keep getting challenged on that. We gonna keep saying it. We can keep breaking it down. We we know how to articulate ourselves, but now how do we move with diligence to actually get the change that we need? Because my thing is, how many revolutions have Black people had? Have our ancestors had? Yeah. You know, how many revolutions does it take? You know, for us to get where we really need to be. I just feel that at this point, now the conversation needs to shift. It doesn't need to be about like, oh, we're aware, we're woke, we're gonna be out here. What are we going to do every day? It doesn't, I'm not saying your career has to be dedicated to that work, but you have a duty as a black individual to say, what, how am I going to push advocacy and make that be a part of my life? Like even I I challenged a black man that was, you know, saying that he's like, I really want to be a mentor. And I'm like, in the city that you're in, there are so many nonprofit organizations looking for black men to be mentors. And you, by just by you being a mentor, you can mentor another black boy just like you. And blah, blah, blah. you know, it's just little stuff like that. Everybody can play a role. And also there's so many organizations, advocacy organizations that are looking for people to come to their weekly meetings when they're trying to plan things year round. You know, they're, they're looking for people. Everybody doesn't have to start the protest or a movement. Sometimes it's already a movement going and they're looking for people just right. to you know, help us do this work. Yeah. I think we need to move into a direction of let's find our groups, find our people so that we can go and help them do the work that they already started. Sometimes we need a leader. Sometimes we need to follow, follow that leader and follow that group that is already, they didn't lay the groundwork. That's what grassroots organizations have been doing. And they've been successful when let's all unite and gather. So I, I think that that's just one, that's one perspective. I also think uh, moving forward, we have to address the, the division between class. We have to address the division between the movement and the LGBTQ community. Cause I'm gonna always say that when it comes to our community is a lot of it's a lot of division between black trans um, women and violence that they face. It's like we don't hear about that, we don't talk about that as a community. I swear, if I post about it, I can tell my whole timeline get uncomfortable. You know, and it's different Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's different things like that. Like we can't say that Black Lives Matter, but all of our Black lives in our community don't matter. We have to start saying we we got to put everything else aside. You have to put it all aside and we all are going to matter. And when we all believe that we matter, then we can really move forward with diligence. We all start using our dollar in a different way. You know what I'm saying? Because our money matters. We got money in this community. We are putting it where we're using it. How are we using it? Because we can't say, uh, what is it, in, in July, July 8th, I believe, that they're supposed to be like, one day our, our, the movement is starting, that we're going to be using our dollar differently. We're all uniting. I feel like, you know, we, I didn't did that before, is, is my feelings. Like, I've done it before. What are we going to do differently? We got to do something differently. And we have to actually unite. Everybody need unite. Not just a piece of the community uniting. Everybody uniting. Not, I'm over here, I'm privileged, I'm wealthy, you know, I'm a, I'm an actor and I'm going to say, it's, it's your fault. Or I'm Trina and I'm going to say, it's your fault you don't have your registration and your stuff together. No. No more of that. We have no more time for divisiveness and we have no more time. Our time, our time is up as a community to keep playing these games and still we're being divisive within our own community because it makes it easier for them. And I'll just say them because we already know who them are. It makes it easier for them to continue to divide us and continue to oppress us because we are, we're sticking to that, you know, division. So I think we need to, we need to have more conversations because conversations are important. Conversations leading to action. 
conversations challenging people in our community, challenging, that's, that's challenging, that right challenging privilege. It's challenging. It's yeah. Challenging. When me and Tony had this conversation, it was like though that challenge and then sitting here actually having action instead of your words. I always believe actions speak louder than words. Your words can say, your words can, can sit here and, 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 and be big as fuck, right? Mm-hmm. As we've seen through multiple generations and multiple decades, we've seen how words can just make somebody, oh, really, you're gonna, yeah, we're gonna make sure that diversity yep. is, 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 is okay. We're gonna make sure that black lives really matter. We're gonna make sure. Oh, we're gonna kneel for y'all. Oh, 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 oh. Let me say that your kneeling don't mean a goddamn thing without no action backing it up. I don't care about you kneeling. I don't care about you putting a kente cloth on. I want to see that action. I want to see them policies change. Action. I'm serious because I just feel like reading. I just, I feel like I have to hold back my reads because I know. No. Are trying. I know that we have allies that are trying, but my thing is are you going to continue to do and systematic oppression going to continue after the trend is over yes yes and we and we've been talking about this but it's like somehow still after the funeral after the court case after the verdict we stop saying their name yeah we stop saying their name you know and i have a problem with that because until you know there was a young lady uh renisha mcbride that was killed and until it was somebody I knew that was a childhood friend that rode the bus with me on my bus route that I sat next to got killed you know until I like experienced that I was like we can't just stop saying people's names because their name matters their story matters and I think that's a major thing that we have to let's continue to say it we got to continue I don't know why we stopped yeah. I don't think I think that's my problem. I don't know why we stop. And maybe it's because of social media and because everything is yeah. a trending topic now. Everything uh, becomes a hashtag. Everything the becomes a, and I know the purpose of it. I know it's good intention, right? I know people have good intentions when creating the hashtags. I know people have good intentions <laughs> when kneeling and everything. My thing is this. You're doing all of this, but what's going to happen a year from now? What's going to happen two years from now? Are you going to still remember this? Are you still going to literally, you know, are we still going to make changes? Because, you yep. know, yeah, it's cool to put Black Lives Matter on the damn street, but is, is what is the action going to do? First of all, when the Democrats sat there and kneeled, I was so disrespected. I was, I felt so disrespected. I said, first of all, who the fuck? Decided that Nancy Pelosi and all them motherfucking old ass heads mm-hmm. decided that they wanted to fucking kneel. I've seen statements from multiple, 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 multiple organizations, nonprofits, and everything. Just say, listen, I'm playing 2K, okay? And 2K on the screen sit here and say Black Lives Matter. Okay, here's the thing: all these games, all these organizations, all these motherfuckers that sitting here saying all, you know. We're not even gonna talk about the gaming industry. Oh, because, uh, it's just like I don't, I don't even hear that. Like, oh gosh, it's just, it's like it's a lot of y'all playing, playing it now. Mm-hmm. Because what people are saying is, if you don't say nothing, 
you're probably going to get canceled. Yep. Cancel means money. This is why this is why that matters. Also, we have to look at what elections are coming up. Some people's seats, their time is up. Some people's seats are up. We we see even the Republican Party reacting differently because Mm -hmm. y'all seats and y'all jobs about to be up. So Mm -hmm. if I, you know, say just a a state rep that makes uh eighty thousand a year. Yeah. They're gonna make that statement. They're gonna they're gonna make sure I'm gonna I'll even kneel because I'm gonna play the part so I can keep my and I have a friend, um, Naya Bentley, who's running for state representatives in Detroit, uh, wow. District Seven. She was challenging an organization um, in Southfield, Michigan, mm-hmm. uh, which is right outside Detroit. For for people that don't know, um, that they posted like, "I can't wait till all of this is over." This is like a hospital, you know. They serve, I'm sure, thousands of different people, um, it, but it's like a small clinic. Right. Doctor's office. And then they, and they posted it on their social media. And then when she reached out to them, they were like, oh, our account got hacked. We're shutting down our account. We're starting a new account. No, you said what you said because you felt like saying it. And you're not going to keep, you know, like you're not going to lie about it. Like, and, and people are being held accountable <laughs> and they're, and they're lying and they're pivoting. And, they're, and it's like, it's a lot of people wearing a mask Ooh. and they're, they're, they're wearing that mask. It's people wearing a mask. When I'm out, when I was out at a protest, Mm-hmm. I was looking around and my, my my little sister was like, I know him. I went to school with him. He's very mm-hmm. racist. You know, like it was people yeah. out there that you think are with you or act like they're with you and for you and and they're not. And we do have to question, like, just because you say you're an ally don't mean you're an ally. Thank you. Pretty much, I, I can, I don't have to question you when you're black if you if you're that for the long I'm going to question you. I'm going to question you. I'm not Absolutely. just going to believe you're an ally. I'm not just going to believe, especially when you just popped up. Okay. You've been working in this, in these, in these government systems for 20, 30, 40, 50. Like some of these people, oh, you've been in positions to create change, but why haven't you created? You can write policies all up and down every day. Listen, the, you haven't done it yet, but now you want to do? Okay. The crazy thing is most of the policy writing comes from CEOs and, and, and um, Fortune 500 businessmen. Mm-hmm. it's not even for real the politicians that be making up these policies mm-hmm. so like hold up very you, true you have been in position of power for this long mm-hmm. you've seen racism discrimination mm-hmm. um sexism fast i mean you've seen it all mm-hmm. what me about right now and what continues to piss me off about right now is that it took this mm-hmm. It took this for people to now even have any type of action. Yeah. Right? Like yeah. any type of action. Mm-hmm. Orlando Castillo died four years ago. Mm-hmm. On Facebook Live, I remember because I watched that damn Facebook Live. I remember people shared that shit out of this world. Yeah. I said, hold up. Did this man just get killed on Facebook Live right now? Yeah. No, he did not. That's something else to talk about. That's something else to talk about. I was like, hold up. I know. And I'm at work at a predominantly white uh, institution, basically. You understand what I'm saying? And I had to leave my desk because I'm like, I I can't believe. That was, I would think that was the first time I seen in real life. Somebody pass. Somebody getting shot by the police for a black man. Getting shot by the police for nothing with his woman in the car, and we said nothing. 
Mm-hmm. And let me say we as a whole. Mm-hmm. We didn't say shit. We kept it. We mm-hmm. I, I remember I'm like, no, this cannot be it. This can't be life. Yeah. And that's something that is so alarming to me. One thing I will say is that it's alarming to me that the the world and it's and I'm not just saying the media because I, I was having a conversation with a friend that works in media, uh, a journalist, and you know yeah. I do feel that journalists are important. They show the truth. They show what's happening. Yeah. And but it becomes um, it becomes like a, it's like traumatic trauma porn yeah. where it's like you keep yeah. watching all these videos and all these clips over and over and over. And from from a psychological standpoint, that that trauma. Like we hold that, like mm-hmm. our bodies, that, that, that melanin, that's something that actively it holds, yep. it holds feelings, it holds things and then it, and it passes it on to the next seed and the next seed. And that's a whole other thing. I ain't going to get into scientific stuff, but, yes, but we, we hold that. And as, as black people, like I had to, I have to, when, when it, when I hear somebody got shot, I automatically delete my app. Mm-hmm. I automatically delete my apps. I automatically, like, I get anxious and I skip through the videos because I'm like, I don't want to see it. I can't see it. Yeah, then yeah. I sit there. I mourn for a day. I call my granddad, call my brother, call my dad. You know, and I and then I'm like, where you at? What you doing? Be careful. You know, I'm on eggshells for weeks because I just watched this black man die. Yeah. And I have black men I love around me, from yeah. little bitties to to grown men that are a threat. Yeah. Dark skin, big. Like I, I know my brother's a threat from how he just how he looks at somebody. So, so for me, I can't keep watching that. And even though it's important for it, ain't important for us to see it because we already know it. We already know. We already been told we the stories. Know. You know, I, my parents have told me stories. Grandparents told me stories. Yeah. I think it's important for the rest of the world to see it and believe it. But I think it. I think it's interesting that it took for quarantine. This quarantine is shut down time. I think that maybe people's hearts are more softened, or they just not. They aren't as busy. You know, frolicking out and about. You know, and they were like, okay. I guess I'm gonna I'm on social media more, and then I see this, and I'm able to process it while I'm at home or with my family. I, w- I was just wondering, like, you know, I'm curious to like, what are other people seeing? Because as a black person, I'm even more upset because it keeps happening, and I feel triggered every time. But I do wonder, like, what was it for the rest of the world? What was it this quarantine that made them see this differently and react differently? I am curious about that. I think honestly, when it comes to the media, because I am a part of that sector now. Uh, mm-hmm. It is, it is hard, and this is why I really had to take a break last week. Not just because I was tired, you know, got turned up and everything. I respect it's that. Because it's just a lot. Like, Monday's show was just going to literally be about everything that's been happening. Deaths, George Floyd, you know, Breonna Taylor. And for me, it's like, how much can I talk about this? How much can I handle this? Handle it. You know what I'm saying? How much can I, how much can the people that actually listening to me, you know, watch me every, every week, how much can they handle? They hear this and see this every day, just like me. We see this every fucking day. Just like that, that young boy who got shot in his car for no reason. That was ridiculous. And it was just like, yo, how many times do we have to sit here and show this for y'all to get it? Yeah. that yeah. is, is and 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 when I mean y'all, I mean the white folks out here, for real, mm-hmm. for real. And what I have a problem with is 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 the majority. 
I don't think is seeing what we're saying. You understand what I'm saying? Like Tony, we 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 stay, and I still stay in a place where it is the epitome of majority and minority. You understand what I'm saying? It is Grand Rapids is that city. I know. I left. You know what I'm saying? You left. <laughs> you feel me? Like when I say that, I don't mean it from my heart. I, I mean that. It is when we when when uh, uh, cameo on CNN talked about the two the two Americas. A majority and a minority. This is the city where it is the prime example of that. It is. I watch the news, Fox 17, Wood TV and everything. They don't show the same shit if I go back to Detroit. The same commercials are not the same. So I'm yeah. already like, I'm already hit to the point where y'all are not seeing what we're seeing. Mm, mm-hmm. You're not hip to what we're seeing. You're, yeah. probably, you're probably about to get something. It'll probably be like, Here's, here's what something along the lines of Fox 17 would say when it came to the protest here. Protesters um, are destroying um, the Grand Rapids Police Dang. Department. And basically, it was just, the cameraman was just basically getting all the black folks, right? And mm. my thing was, when I went to Wood TV, Wood TV got everything, right? Wood TV got everything. And I'm like, okay, that's cool. I like that. But even still, you're still the, the verbiage, right? As somebody in media, I already know how your verbiage is. Right? Yeah. You have to yeah. The language and the verbiage that people are saying. You understand mm-hmm. what I'm saying? When people are saying protesters, not looters and rioters, but protesters, we're, you're talking about the peaceful protesters that were out there earlier. Yeah. That's what you're talking about. And those people are my people, your people, our people out there trying yeah. to raise voices. So the media always has a string, a ring, a, like literally a string wrapped around his finger when it comes to shit like that. And it pisses me off. It really makes me upset because I'm, I'm literally just sitting there the whole time. I think I was watching it from like at least three in the morning. And I'm just seeing how the media is just you not only, not only just here. Yeah, not even getting that big. Yeah, and it was just like I'm. I'm tired of not only this media, but so many media, um, people, coworkers, um, counterparts, like and and organizations who are in this, just doing it just to get some attention. Yeah, you want to get out here because this is the story. This is going to make you pop. This is this is what's going to get you to that place you know what i'm saying that this is what is going to get you that should not, you should not profit from my pain absolutely this is a and i kept thinking this i said this man lost his life he has a child he has a family aunties uncles cousins nest, nieces nephews possibly more yeah. than likely and i was just like just think about the people that he worked with think about his family like y'all don't realize it was a life loss and we, and we just no. and we're just out here or you don't realize like that, these people people are so upset that they said, I'm going to leave during this crisis and I don't care about my life because some people are out here without, without masks and I'm so upset that I will destroy. And, and also painting that picture that these people are out here destroying these things, the company, companies like Target, they're like, we support you. It's fine. We have insurance. We're just going to build something bigger and better because that's how capitalism works. Period. They find Period. So, don't. Oh, who was that? Um, what's her name? She was on Ti and Tiny's uh show. Shekinah, I think, is her name. Oh, she was on live crying. Gucci ain't do nothing to y'all. I'm like, girl, if you don't shut your ass. My up, thing is this: Why are so many for Gucci? Like, 
like Terry Crews, like Shekinah, like Trina. Oh. Before I say this, let me say that I love y'all. Okay, I love Shekinah. Mm-hmm. I love. I have love for Terry Crews, and I love um, Trina. I have. I have love for all three of them. Well, that one. But that one hit me, man. Yeah. So we have to call this out, and I think. Yes, you have to call this out because it's so many people like them who are who are stuck in this comfortability type of mode. Where yeah, don't it's a know. different position of privilege. Yeah, yeah, and that's yeah. and I'm all mm, thank you. Yeah. I've always said black people have a privilege nowadays. Mm-hmm. Okay, let's not get this shit twisted. Black people have a privilege, and if you are a higher if you're a celebrity, you have that, you have privilege. You have that tax bracket where you can you pay them. Okay. You in that tax bracket privilege. You don't, don't sit here and tell me once I, once I get in that tax bracket, I know that I'm going to have privilege. Yep. Yeah, exactly. It is what it is. Call a spade a spade. It, it call a spade a spade. Okay. Yeah. You still might be living in kind of the hood. You know what I'm saying? You might still be doing your ratchet shit, but you are in a different tax bracket. Once you hit a different figure, you're in a different tax bracket. You have mm-hmm. a different type of privilege. You're invited to a different type of community. You're invited to different type of people. You understand what I'm saying? So at this point in the game, I'm looking at a lot of my black people, and I'm like, what are you doing? Yeah. How, how are you helping? Yeah. You, know, you have this privilege. And I think I, I had a black man win interview earlier today, and we were talking about this. Like, we are so gung-ho to leave our communities right once we leave we leave you know mm-hmm. once we leave we leave and all of us we don't want to go back but it comes to a point where we're like okay we have to give back in some way why is it that young people like me and you are trying our best and hardest to give back to our communities but we see so many celebrities of our skin tone who have come from the same background that we've come from yeah, here not even give a a rat's ass mm-hmm. about their own shit. But then we'll sit here yeah. and um, go and be like, "Well, I donated fifty thousand dollars to my community. Fifty thousand? That's my damn house. No, what are you saying? <laughs> like you donated fifty? No, people need to see your ass in the community. You know why? Because you don't want to get out of that comfortability space. Mm-hmm. But the thing is, I, and I and I said this. We have the undying burden. Mm-hmm. It's sick, but we have the undying burden of not being as comfortable as our white counterparts. We can't be because the job is not done yet. Yeah. The job is not done yet. But I think that I think that when you have when you start to get rich, because I won't even say it's wealth, because for oh. some people, some people that are wealthy and some people that are rich, you know, you have this privilege where you can say that. Right. You know, I I don't really experience that. Well, sometimes when you're when you people know your face, they can recognize who you are, mm-hmm. and you're in a certain town where they're not heavily you know policing, or you're in a certain neighborhood or in your house, or you don't have to run a lot of errands because you're paying. You have staff; mm-hmm. they're doing your errands for you. You don't have to worry about some of these things. Right. Um, I think that it's easy when you've been in that position for ten, fifteen, you know, yeah. for twenty sometimes 30 years that you don't you don't you don't connect with your community anymore i do feel i i got a few things so i will say that there are some people that will leave their community because their community has been a source of pain 
and trauma. And when you don't heal from that trauma and pain, because living in poverty, living in a violent community, I don't blame you when you leave. But my thing is, say you lived on the east side. Say you lived in a rough neighborhood. Mm -hmm. My thing is, there's other areas on the east, west side that if you are more privileged, that you can go get your mini mansion or you can go, you know, renovate a home. You can still live in your own city and maybe move out of that neighborhood Mm -hmm. and still be paying your tax dollars to that community. Yeah. You can still, your money still matters in that community because when you uproot and you take all your money from a community, what happens? It crumbles. And then, you know, about 50 years later, you got gentrification happening in a lot of these urban cities. So I I think that we have to look at it as like, let me heal my trauma. And I'm not going to, I'm not going to hate the community or be like, I'm leaving this community and and I'm leaving it behind. Forget this community, but take that Nipsey approach where, you know, I'm still going to invest in my community and build up my community because I see that it has potential. It just didn't have enough people pouring back into it. Right. You should take the Nipsey approach, but also being smart about, I'm sorry. I'm being smart about like, how you move because also Nipsey was back in his community and he did have people that was, you know, coming at him. So I, I, I see the, I see why some people are like, it's not safe for me to be here because of where I'm at now. Yeah. That may be true, but there's still always a way that you could be pouring back into your community. There's always way. There's still always a way you, you can find out a different way. I do believe that if you're not that educated, but you got money, take out your pocketbook, write the checks, bail people out i do i do respect that because if you have the money and sometimes you don't got the words like terry hush terry cruz got to sometimes up. you just have to be silent yes. sometimes you don't have why did why did you already assume that you were going to get have somebody say something negative to you from your community you knew that you were going to make some rub some people the wrong way and it's just sometimes you don't have to say something because just because you got a platform don't mean you got to stand up there and use it hey man say it again just because you don't have, just because you have that platform, it doesn't mean that you have the right words, you know, or have that educational background. Everybody don't have to, even when they're like, well, Chris Brown didn't make a post. Why didn't he say nothing? Everybody don't need to say something about everything because that's not their, that's not their category. That's not their area of expertise. And maybe they should just, you know, hey, I support y'all and, and I'm writing my checks and you don't even have to. You can write your check in silence. Like you don't have to tell everybody what you're doing either. I don't believe that that's necessary. And I think that's the I think that's the problem. I think we're having in the kind of new civil rights era. Mm-hmm. Um, this new wave of civil rights. I think when it comes to when when you talk about the divide, I think it comes to like the the old way of civil rights and this new way of how we're creating. Right. I mm-hmm. think. I think a lot of people are still looking at the old way and saying, you're not doing this, 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 and this. But I think over the post Malcolm X, post MLK, we've, we've evolved so much mm-hmm. um, in, 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 in so many fields. And we as black people have had the privilege of getting, you know, into working hard nonetheless, but getting into these different sectors. Right, whether it be music, entertainment, uh, uh, medicine, uh, business, doesn't matter, right? And and we get to high levels of position. And I think when when we talk about it now, it's like 
to your point, like we can do so much more, right? A lot of us are behind the scenes like me who, who speak on the mic, right? A lot yeah. of people are on the front lines who do the protesting in front. A lot of people are in the back who write the checks for those black organizations. Like, okay, listen, I'm sponsoring you. Go, go handle that because mm -hmm. I'm supporting it, right? And it's not to say like, yo, we're not here for our people, but listen, it's just to say like, yo, I'm not doing that. Okay, that's yeah. not my thing, right? To, to, yeah. It's like Tony can sit here and be on, on you know, marching and everything. And I could be the one sitting here literally, you know, making sure I'm, I'm the, the, the media person on the side, like this is the march and da 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 da, da you know what I'm saying? Blah, 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 blah. Everybody like, has a role. Everybody has a role. Mm -hmm. Like you said earlier, everybody does not need to be a leader. And that's the problem I'm having. Everybody does not need to be a leader. You need to understand you are sometimes or probably maybe a role player and you need to play your position yes. as such. Stop trying to lead and just follow because some of you who are leading don't even know what the fuck you're leading. Yes. In unity, when we talk about unity and we're uniting, mm -hmm. you follow. And that's, that's a big thing that a lot of advocates and activists have been saying for allies. You follow. Right. You don't tell. And there's some people that are out there telling Black people what they need to be doing. And there are other, for us from other minority groups, are, you know, white allies, you know, you don't, you don't tell people how to, you know, I feel like as people of color, you know, you don't, you follow. You are a part of this and you follow. And if you get questioned about why you're here, you better be ready to articulate why are you here? What is your part and what is what is your role in this movement? Absolutely. And do you understand what the greater good is for this movement? Because it's not about we about to go and after this protest start, you know, start this disruption. Because uh, as as allies, you got to recognize we're going to get blamed for it. Oh, you know. We go, you know, so every everybody has to play a role. Do you think that it's going to be more helpful when you do? You have to think. We talked about this um, in our in our last Zoom conversation. You have to think before you do. Yes. So before before you say, well, I'm gonna write. Uh, I understand why my people are writing. They got a reason. Uh, yeah, yeah, I get, I get. Also, I built this. My ancestors <laughs> built this for free. <laughs> we understood. We as black people, we understand why the looting, the rioting, and everything is happening. Like. Yes. I understand why my black people are. It's right. not the first time. Right. It ain't the first, and it probably won't be the fucking last. The mm -hmm. thing is, yep. why are POCs and white people, right? I can see in yeah. a sense why some people of color are rioting. I just don't understand why white people are rioting. That's that's my. I think that's it's, my issue. It's pers to me. It's personal gain and lack of. I, I'm so privileged, I don't know how to follow instruction because in Detroit, there were protesters that were organized, that we organized this protest mm -hmm. and then had to go back out to the riots and be like, I need you to take your behind home. I need right. you to take your behind home. They trying to save people from being arrested. Go, go home because that wasn't a part of the plan. Right. When somebody organizes a plan, follow that organized plan. Right. Because everything you must do, you have to think about the repercussions and right. what is the point of your action. Because right. if you went and you tore up this place, what was what was your um, what was your intent behind that? Right. As as a person that is not that is not black and that is not you know feeling how we are feeling, I do feel like 
when you went and you took those Nikes, was you doing that because you was upset that this man got killed? Were you upset about police brutality or did you just want them shoes? My thing is, what the fuck? Lady stealing a lamb from Target. What? Are you upset about George Floyd? Is that why you stole that lamb? No, <laughs> you just wanted some free shit. Exactly. That's <laughs> what movement, you got to go home. And that's my problem, Queen. It was just like, especially here in, in GR, we looking at these riots and I'm like, okay, white people are banging out these, these windows. Mm-hmm. People are breaking into these motherfuckers. And the crazy thing is, and it's not just was here in Grand Rapids, it was everywhere around the country. Mm-hmm. Black people said, listen. Bricks were being dropped off. Piles of bricks were being dropped off. Right. We're going to do this correctly. We're going to peacefully protest in the daytime. And then we're going to take our black asses home. Mm -hmm. Now, like I said, there were some of my black folks, you know what I'm saying, that that was shooting in the air, rolling, doing donuts in the circle. I understand that. That's that's just our people. That's what it is. Mm -hmm. The fact of the matter is, I saw so many POCs and white folks, allies, sitting here tagging BLM, tagging um black lives matter and the fact of the matter is some of y'all can't spell that's that's one some of y'all are, <laughs> y'all are e litter it as fuck y'all stupid as hell and i just can't understand what the fuck were y'all doing out there how are you helping our cause when you're literally not even doing anything yep to propel the cause you're stealing mm-hmm. a lamp to your point you're stealing lamp and fucking nikes because you wanted a lamp at fucking Nikes. Not because yeah, you, not because you were sad about George Floyd, Breonna Taylor, or mm-hmm. sitting here sad about um, uh, uh, Amar Arbery, or any other black person over the last 18 years that has been gunned down by police brutality. No, you sat there and you stole that shit. You made these statements to be a trending topic. My mm-hmm. thing is, and like I said last week, to especially a lot of these corporate giants here locally and nationally it's going to be the actions later on mm-hmm. that's going to show me your support yep. or not yep and you know what i want to co- i want to correct something i said mm-hmm. i'm not going to say it was the allies that were doing that because i don't feel that there were a lot of white allies that were out protesting oh, that no. The adversary. I feel like y'all that that was when when it came to you know me watching the videos of Grand Rapids, you know riots and and different riots, especially mm-hmm. you know in in Detroit. I was just looking at the news like this ain't us. That y'all ain't was protest. Everybody <laughs> had a mask on. Mm-hmm. You are not um you are not here for the same reason. Maybe right. you are upset about you know you, you hate the governor um right now in Michigan yeah. um and you said oh they're out there oh, and. Deal get pence on them so i can go out and i can go tear up some stuff and this will be put black on you know the black community exactly. and, exactly. and then the news is like this this happened after the protest there are some news outlets i will say that were like you know this this had nothing to do with the protesters yeah. i heard our news stations yeah, say that, but then i heard some news stations in other cities saying the protests yeah the protesters yeah. they the reason for these riots it's, yep. it's that it's that it's that language and that it was language, yeah. how they how they changed and painted that narrative it's that blm hashtag blm like anybody can spray paint that 
Anybody. Any anybody can start painting a negative narrative, and and I think that's that's the part that I will say that if somebody maybe fits the picture or says they're an ally, to question that person because like what are you what are you really doing? You know what are you what are your real intentions? What do you understand about being an ally? And and to your point, like you said earlier, when you question an ally, they better have it. They better have your, your answers better be. And I have, and they're able to. Real allies are able to. And that's the thing. Real allies are able to. Real allies are able to sit here and literally let you know why I'm here. What am I doing here? I'm not about to be on no bullshit. I'm here for y'all. I'm here for the cause. And yep. I'm here to propel change. Yep. Those type of answers, bet. I'm here with you. Bet. You don't have, we don't have to agree. Yep. Everything. Mm-hmm. But the fact that you are here supporting my people, me in general, particularly, and then my cause and then everything like that, I appreciate that. That's an ally. I, I, yep. I, I rarely, rarely saw them on the TV screen. I rarely see them in person mm-hmm. because it's like, yo, I have to kind of question how you are. Like, don't get me wrong. I have good white friends, but let's be honest. Let me let me take it there. Mm-hmm. Has one of them even reached out to say anything? Hell, I no. I've been sick when I thought about people that I like. I will call a sister, and I said, "You know, you got and, and is it because you're uncomfortable because we, we you are white and I am black? Mm-hmm. But you know that that hurts. That does hurt. You know, to I see thought that. we had a genuine connection. Yeah. I thought that we made something past. Yeah our color past something because at the end of the day past our color we're human beings at the end of the day yeah you understand what i'm saying human beings at the end of the day we draw same blood we draw red Mm -hmm. nobody draws green blue nothing from their body when 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 somebody draws blood Mm -hmm. no matter what color you are it is still fucking red so the fact that a lot of my white counterparts a lot of my white friends have not sat here and not even reach the fuck out. I'm not about to tell you to reach out. You should already know. But I'm taking note of that. I'm taking note of that, and I'm moving differently. Oh, yeah, yeah. I'm feeling feeling differently. I'm moving differently. Absolutely. Absolutely. So it was just like, you know, a a lot of realizations have been made over this past week, and I think that's why I just had to take a minute to just, you know, assess everything, because I'm just like, you know, it's, it's really crazy how a lot of, a lot of this is happening and a lot of, a lot of, you know, a lot of verbiage is getting misused, you know, people are spray tagging and doing all of this, but it's not really our people. We're really just trying to make change. We just really trying to, and it's always something as, as I continue to go through our culture, it's always something, right? They always mm-hmm. try to switch a narrative every mm-hmm. time. I've been literally like watching documentaries out the ass for the last three months on quarantine. And the Mm -hmm. one thing that I have come to understand about this country is specifically the media will love to spin the narrative for the the majority with the minority stories. Yeah. And it's just like, wow. Whatever you see on CNN, Fox, um, your local news station, you're going to believe. You're going to automatically believe. You're not going to question it. The majority's not going to question it. They're going to be like, you know what? 
they they are animals. They are monkeys. So when they, they see me, bugs. they are bugs. They are everything. So when they see me and you, they think you are angry black woman, and they see me as a thug or a threat. Yep. And that's sick. But you know, I man, that oh, it's a lot. It's a lot. Yep. And and I I I I feel that. You know, I just want to commend you for saying I have this platform, but I am human and I'm going to take this, take a few days Absolutely. because it, that's extremely important. I, I had to take a few years for myself and I had to get my life back and I had to get my mental health right. That's another major, you know, thing I, I love to talk about, especially with communities of color is that like, we have to protect our minds Absolutely. and we have to say, I cannot continue to consume I cannot continue to um, release um, in this way. And when I'm when I'm when I'm very emotional, I'm usually uh, I'm emotional. And and one thing that we know, especially as black people and even black women, especially mm-hmm. I hear black men tell me this: like I, I know how to show my anger. Like can't cry, <laughs> but I'm gonna be angry. I'm gonna go on this angry rant right now. I'm a you know X Y and Z. Like you know I I've learned to 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 mature and to process my feelings to I told myself like it was like week days it was like three four days it was going into the second week and I was like just cry like just allow yourself to cry allow yourself to feel and that's one thing I want people to hear today is that it is okay to cry it's okay to feel it's okay to say I'm feeling depressed right now I've you know my first experience with police brutality I was 12 years old at North Landscaping Rink arrested I will never yes Parents wasn't called, unmarked vehicle, you know, and I don't, I don't always talk about my story, but I just feel that it is triggering to see this stuff. It's triggering to hear these things because we all have a connection. We all have experience. We all have had somebody that, whether it was police brutality or just brutality in general, targeted, you know, violence targeted against, you know, people within our community, loved ones, yeah. we, we know. We know what this feels like. We know how it is. And it's okay for us to take some time. It's okay for us to take that time for ourselves. It's okay to get your mental health together and get yourself together. It's okay to, I listen to Therapy for Black Girls. Shout out to them. Um, yes. And Dr. Joyce um, and uh, another guest that she had on the, on the show just talked about, we're going to talk about the episode of Insecure. And I was confused on whether or not that was accessible for me to talk about, you know, Easter Ray show in, Insecure on HBO. I, I, I wasn't sure if we could talk about that because of everything going on in the world. I thought I had to shift gears and change, but she was like, no, I just, I decided that I'm, I still want to bring the light. I still want to talk about something else that makes me happy because everything else is very dark right now. And that's the thing. Okay. To be like, I'm going, I'm going to dress up and I'm going to take a cute little selfie. Like for the next, that's one thing. Like, it's like, well, can can I post this positive stuff or does it have to all be about what's going on right now? Or does it have to be something, you know, that's angry? Like, feel how you feel and be who you are, Black people. Just know that still our actions, you know, our actions do need to, we do need to move accordingly and we need to focus on unity as a community. But yeah, in, in this moment right now, we need to feel how we feel and we really need our true allies. So now it's it's your turn. This yep. don't hurt y'all as much as it hurt us. Have yep. those conversations with your family and friends. Um, well, I would say to our white allies before we get off this subject, because I'm tired. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> um, before, we, what I will say to our white allies is, like Tony said, it is now time for you to step the fuck up. 
It is now time for y'all to have those uncomfortable conversations with your family members. It is time for you to have those uncomfortable conversations with your coworkers. Um, because as I posted on my Instagram, police brutality is only one. One. Literally one little speck on the spectrum of racism. We have not even gotten to corporate, business, healthcare. We ain't even strapped in yet. So if you really about it, about it, get ready for the next 10 years of change because it is about to be real. Like this is, yep. this is like, this is like the, the, the opening the door. You yep. understand what I'm saying? And if you are not even prepared for this, you're not even about to be ready for what we are about to attack next. You understand yep. what I'm saying? Because it's so, it's so much more than just police brutality. But that is the main thing that we have been seeing that has been, literally accessible to us and that has been consistently been had over the past eight to ten years especially over this last month the fact that we had three people die in like literally two weeks we was like fuck that we're done we're done <laughs> wrap it up burn, burn, it, burn it down <laughs> that's literally how the world felt burn, about that. burn this shit down uh you, you want to keep playing with me want to keep that's how it felt like for sure so you know what? Let's get into some 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 lighter stuff. You know, man. Yes. Yes. Uh, be Simone. We're gonna get into yeah. before we get off the show. Yeah. Let's get into Be Simone. So Be Simone got dragged, uh, <laughs> which is interesting. From which my is very interesting. She got dragged because she was on Nick Cannon's morning show, and Nick Cannon, her and Nick Cannon was talking about um, uh, the difference between basically dating a nine to five and dating an entrepreneur. And uh, B. Simone was basically saying like, listen, um, I'm not knocking a nine to five, you know, man, get his, get his paper and everything. But I want someone who um, is an entrepreneur because I feel as though entrepreneurs understand entrepreneurs. And to a degree, I got what she was saying to a degree. Now, a lot of people dragged her because a lot of people work nine to fives, right? A lot of people work nine to fives. And that's what it was. Right, a lot of people work nine to five, and people dragged her because it felt like she was saying the perception of what she came off as saying was, "I don't want to fuck with no nigga who don't got a, who who is a nine to five Nick. That's how people yeah. kind of took that, and I had to go in the comments and be like, "Okay, hold up, B, I love you, <laughs> I love you. You are you are you are my heart. You are one of those people that I look up to as an entrepreneur, particularly as a black woman who is doing her thing. You know, you made a million dollars in a month." You know what I'm saying? Like, you you are a hustler by nature. Like, I love you. However, <laughs> I think what the problem was, and I think a lot of social media people need PR people, right? I think a lot of social media people need a PR person next to them. You know what I'm saying? Because <laughs> it's not what you say, it's how you say it, you know? Yes, and that's, that's, that is exactly what I wanted to say. Yeah. I'm like, not what she said is how she said it. It's and it's a lot said. of, because I feel like one of the city girls has said that, somebody has said it in the past, yeah, it's like, definitely. I'm not messing with a, with a nine to five dude, you know, not, now it's different to be like, I'm not messing with a nine to five, you know, a nine to five dude, I'm looking for somebody that's like in the streets. It's mm -hmm. like, no, like mm -hmm. me personally, it's a no. But the reason that some people are saying that because what B. Simone said, it's about lifestyle. Exactly. It's about somebody's lifestyle matching your lifestyle. Right. So if you're out here and you work in the clubs and you a hustler and you trying to find somebody that match your lifestyle, understand your lifestyle, don't judge your lifestyle. So then you are going to gravitate towards that type of man. Right. 
Right. You know, you are man or woman. Right. So I feel like from what she was saying, um, I felt it because I experienced it. Where yes, yes, where say I I've worked in education the last five years um, after graduating and. I'm working with the let's say my my time frame is seven to three. Right. But say I'm dating somebody else that oh hold on hold on I work seven to three, but then I got when I'm off work work don't stop. Work I also think at school times three times a week I may be on campus doing this this and that. Right. Then I have meetings related to grad school. I have meetings related to the several community organizations that I work with throughout the last few years, and then I would notice that I'm busy. And my lifestyle a little bit different, especially when it comes to advocacy and, and working in the community and, and having different meetings and conversations. And mm-hmm. you seem to be a little bit upset because our lifestyles are different. Right. Right. And it was like, it's you ever hear like, you know, you're not equally yoked. And I've heard that, you know, as a kid all my life, like you want to find somebody that's equally yoked. Yep. It, it's just, can you find somebody that match your style, find somebody that matches that lifestyle because the person that I was with, they were threatened by that. And they felt like I don't matter. And I think that if I found somebody, you know, that was, that was on me. Cause I didn't peep that. I knew we had a different lifestyle. Right. We had a different schedule, different, you know, levels of education. There were some differences, but I'm like, he's a good dude, you know, right. You love the person. I respect them. You know, they have great qualities, but ultimately the major thing that led to the end of that relationship was lifestyle, right. a different lifestyle and somebody not understanding your lifestyle and judging your lifestyle and becoming hostile because of your lifestyle and, and your ambition. That's what I always say. If you're not extremely ambitious, you got to pretty much be more ambitious than me. Cause if not, you're going to start feeling, you know, neglected. You're going to start feeling a little bit, you know, feel a type of way. And it depends on the man. Cause I will say that, um, some men are can be a little bit more. They need a little bit more love than others. Is what I will say, and they need a little bit more attention. Same thing with um, some women. They need more attention. So, I don't. Wish, wish your perspective. Wish your perspective. Um, as, so, as someone who literally has kind of parallel both worlds, and now has really just jumped into the the entrepreneurship pool full time into uh-huh. it now, um, I got what she was saying to a degree. Here's why I would disagree with her to a degree. I think that a person of a nine to five can understand the lifestyle of an entrepreneur and vice versa. And I think it can work. I think it, I think it can work. I, I've seen it. I, I think we see it work in, in a lot of spaces. Um, and, no, and, and when we talk about it, I think we, we try to compare them to the celebrities that we see and everything. But sometimes it's those couples in the background, right? It's those couples in the background that, you know, him or her may be working at a corporate firm and mm-hmm. his or her wife or husband is a big time radio, you know, national syndicated mm-hmm. radio host or, you know, doing some more entrepreneurship as a motivational speaker, something like that, right? And they understand their lifestyle because the communication is there. Mm. actual talking is that I think when you have when you Mm. have a person that you really like it it, and the lifestyles may 
be different. I think when you have that open dialogue and communication and vent those problems out, right? Because just to your point, there's a lot of men out here that want attention. Here's my thing. I'm an attention nigga. I, listen, I get selfish, right? So mm-hmm. it's like, I, I, I need that sometimes. I need your undivided attention and vice versa. I know that you're, one of the, you're, you're going to need that undivided attention from me. Mm-hmm. So even though I may work from, my usual schedule is damn near from like, work for, work for me doesn't stop. I feel like I'm always on the go 24 seven. It's just, that's how I feel. Like I may put my phone down here, but then in the like next five minutes, I'm posting something. I'm looking up something. I'm always working. Like my brain is never stopping. So for me, I'm up at six, going to bed at like two in the morning. You know what I'm saying? And for somebody else, my potential girlfriend could be sitting or my potential wife could sit here and have to go to bed, you know, super early and get to get up in the, in the morning to go to work. You know what I'm saying? Because she's working that, that eight to five or that nine to five, or they work in third shift from at 11 to seven. You understand mm-hmm. what I'm saying? So I think it's all about perspective and how you communicate. I think it's all about the dialogue. Like, are you communicating those problems? that's hit it yep it's it's the it's the communicating not not walking around you know not communicating saying like hey okay let's let's sit down let's look at our schedules like let's have this this part out for us some people they don't they don't they're like i just like to go with the flow okay well i can't help you i'm trying to to sit down and be like okay Listen, babe, like we gonna meet up, you know, Saturday, or let's do a little road trip. You know, I got this week off. You know, this is my, this is that time we can work because I'm gonna always make time for what's important. Absolutely. My thing is, you got, you have to communicate if you're not, if your needs aren't being met. Yeah. That's important. You have to communicate if your needs aren't being met, and you have to be realistic and respect my passion and respect. I I respect your grind because you were an individual before we met. Yeah. Exactly. And I, and I think uh, I was watching a video of Iman Shepard. Somebody somebody reposted a video of Iman talking about how his relationship with Tiana Taylor works so well. And he was like, you know what? It's, it's us giving each other that space. We came in as individuals. Mm. You have to be individuals in this marriage. Right? She was Tiana Taylor before we got married. Mm-hmm. I was Iman Shepard before we got married. We mm-hmm. live totally two different lifestyles. She's an entertainer. I'm a ball player. That communication has to be had. He was like, bro, we give each other space and we let each other do what we do. So when we come home, we have things to talk about. We have things to plan out. We get our schedules together because I think it gets to a point where, you know, entrepreneurs want to date entrepreneurs and nine to fives want to date nine to fives, but it's like, that's, and that's all fine and well and dandy. But are it's you, not realistic though. That's you know? right. That's kind of that's kind of not realistic in a way. Mm-hmm. It's ideal, but not realistic. It's very much ideal. I, I don't. For me, I don't know if I could date another entrepreneur. That's just full time because I just know how our schedules would be. We wouldn't see each other. That It'll be all over the place. Yeah. It'll be all yeah. over the place. So for me, I, it, it would be that nine to five structure woman who is in that corporate job, right? I, and and to to me and your point, we we've been in it. Right, we've been in those corporate positions where it's like, okay, I've had a nine to five. I still love a nine to five, a good one too. Don't yeah. get it twisted, okay? Don't get it. I love me and I've worked twenty 
plus nine to five job. Don't get it twisted. Uh-huh. Before I actually jumped into this pool. You understand what I'm saying? So it's all, like you said, it's all about comprehension, communication, not walking around, sitting here, being all huffy and puffy because you can't get time with me. Okay, express your emotions to me. I'm a man of action. If you gonna, if, if you want something, you better act. Because I'm not about, I'm, I have a thing. I ask you twice. What's wrong? You don't give me anything, I'm out. That's it. I'm, I'm leaving. Yes, the, the yes. I was having a conversation with somebody not that long ago about the, like, as a woman, I, and I talked to my mother about it. <laughs> I talked <laughs> to my mother about it, about the silent treatment and how powerful it is. You when mom is dead, she get a silent treatment of dad. The whole house feel it. All the okay. kids okay. around. Like, you, oh, know. She, you know, she mad. You know, like, but just just as men and women, it's so much power in that silence, but also toxicity yes. that that flows, yes. you know, and that surrounds that that relationship. Yes. And the people, even the people around you, when it's silent treatment time, is that really productive? Because um, your needs still aren't being met. You're still upset. You let time go by. It happens again. You're even more upset, you know. So it, it's it, it's it's really about like how productive is that. Really just prioritizing your schedules. Y'all know y'all was busy before y'all got together. Right? You like you know you your your schedule is probably busier than his or hers or whatever. Mm-hmm. And, and vice or vice versa. So mm-hmm. at this point, if you love like whatever, um that person, you will compromise. You will sit here and do what needs to be done to keep that relationship going. So it doesn't matter if you're dating an entrepreneur or a nine to five person. It's just about how you are going to compromise with that person. And I don't think we understand what compromise is. It's literally bringing your shit with his or her shit, bringing it together and seeing what we can do in the middle. Because when you become, when you become one, when y'all decide to become whole, that means some of the shit that y'all had as individuals need to be left. Mm-hmm. You need to be left and y'all have to come and compromise so that means okay we might have to schedule a movie night we might have to schedule dinner we might have to you know schedule to go out place because we're so super busy and everything and our job have us to this point yeah. okay let's make sure that we're giving each other the applicable amount of time mm-hmm. to sit here and be because as as b simone says she wants a boss you know she wants a boss she wants somebody who is, you know, a CEO and everything. Well, baby, baby girl, you know? Um, a CEO don't got no time for you, baby. You feel me? Because he, he doing something else. So that's why I'm saying we have to stay in our, realistically, we have to stay in our life, in our life. Like, I get it. Yes. She's a boss. Like, everybody is a boss in their own way. But it's like, you want a CEO, but you don't even know how this CEO runs his life, right? He may not make that same time for you like that nine to five. He, or or vice versa, right? That CEO could make that same time for you and that nine to five couldn't. So it's all about perspective. It's all about just meeting, just going out and being optimistic and, and mm-hmm. meeting that right guy, whether, or girl, whether they're a nine to five or an entrepreneur or in the middle or not, you know? I think it's all about that communication. You have to communicate you have to sit here and express what you're feeling like you said you can't keep walking around the house being silent black women 
that is that is the epitome of that. Like I know of a lot of black men that do that. I I had I used to do that, and I had to get out yeah. of it for a long yeah. time. Yeah, you know what I'm saying because it was like, yo, all right, let me just tell you what the fuck I'm feeling, and that felt so much better because then we got shit rolling. We got shit together, and it's effect. It's it's like that effective communication. Yeah. Like, Sometimes I do believe in I have to take a moment because I respect and love this person. I'm gonna take a moment because I don't want to uh, what I'm used to the yeah. um I'll say the the problematic norms that are ways that I've used I'm used to communicating mm-hmm. like I'm trying to break that. So like right, right now this right. Day, sometimes I will say let me take a day or two and right. I'm gonna I'm talk to this you know whether it's a friend you know loved one whoever it is let me take a moment because I love and respect them and I want this conversation to be. Um, impactful. I want this to be productive, not, you know, uh, it needs to be constructive. So I'm going to take this moment. I'm going to think, but I'm not going to take forever. Right. I'm going to not walk around silent and tell somebody, you know, yeah, okay, you still mad? Right. And that's the thing. No, like, no. Yeah. That's the, come on now. It's not productive. We got to be more mature about ours. That's it. It, Yeah. That's the thing. It's all about maturity and communication. Yeah, she talked about manifestation, too. And she was saying manifestation. I've heard her say it before. Um, and I, that was another crucial part, is that uh, for me, um, especially with my spiritual beliefs, that you have to be very careful what you manifest. Hello. You be careful what you pray for. You have to be very careful when you're manifesting. And when you write something down and you say, this is what I want, be careful exactly what you say. Because if you say, I want him and I want him right now, maybe maybe it's not time for you to be with that person right now because they're not even the person that they, that they, that you really want. You know, you think you want that, but that's not exactly what you really ready for. Mm -hmm. Are you ready for that? And are they ready for you right now? Are they, have they gone through their growth process? Are they, are they ready for you? Because I think it's easy. It's easy to be like, you know what? Dealt with a nine to five, somebody that was less busy. They weren't a boss and they didn't have the same mindset as me. And like have, and being like, I didn't like that experience, but just because you didn't like that person or those few experiences doesn't mean that like you completely have to throw away all the nine to five niggas all together. You ain't got to throw away all of them. You know? So as some experiences doesn't, you don't just throw away that whole group all together as well as being careful what you manifest because just be careful what you wish for be very careful because you may get with a man that he's very busy he's a boss but then he don't know how to communicate and make time for you and then you like okay i'm settled in my entrepreneurship i got staff they're running everything you know it's five something years later and you may want to start a family and get some stuff going because she was talking about she's trying to manifest a husband you know well when you're trying to manifest a husband i'm not just looking for somebody that has a certain career field i'm looking for more than that because a husband is more than this job yep you know that's the thing. And I I think I said this last year. It was crazy because a memory popped up on my Facebook. And it was like, really be careful. Um, somebody was like, ladies, be careful praying for these men because they're going to slide in your DMs and then you're going to get upset. And I really had to break it down because one of my friends was like, I don't get it. And I was like, let me break this down for you. I believe that when you pray a prayer, you're going to get it, Right. Mm-hmm. You pray a prayer, you're gonna get it. In time, you so when you say, "God, send me a good man, send me or or send me a husband," right? Send me a husband. <laughs> you didn't specifically say how you want it, when you want it, what type of man you want. 
a lot of black, a lot of women personally, a lot of black women are sitting here like B. Simone saying, I'm manifesting a husband. I'm praying for a husband. Well, you can't get mad if all those men are in your DMs. Because mm -hmm. you can't sit here and get mad of how they entered your life. Mm. You, you asked God to send you a husband. You didn't ask him. You didn't be specific. And that's why mm -hmm. I would always sit here and say, when you pray, manifest, whatever, you have to be specific for you. You yeah. cannot be sitting here just getting general all the time. You're going to get a husband. You mm -hmm. didn't say you wanted a good one. You didn't say you wanted a trustworthy one. You didn't say you wanted this. You, didn't, you said you wanted a husband. You got <laughs> <laughs> you got yeah. what you got and, and you can't get mad at God because you got what you got because you prayed for it you manifested for it mm -hmm. so in my, in my view it's like yo you gotta be specific mm -hmm. if, I, if I want a wife I'm being specific to God because I know me right I know me I need, I need a woman who is going to be about me I need somebody who is going to you know make sure that I'm, I'm uh, you know make sure that uh, she's just a part of my foundation as I am hers. You mm -hmm. know what I'm saying? That we can create, have time to get, like you have to be specific in those prayers in that yeah. manifestation. And when it comes to be Simone, she always, you know, preaching the manifestation. And I love that, but it's always general. It's always general. And it's like, you cannot be general with things that you want, that you're, yes, for, man. That you're manifesting. Yeah. You have to be specific. Because if you keep being general, you're going to keep getting those DMs. You're going to keep getting those potential husbands that are just potential husbands. And you'd be like, and then I, you mean, <laughs> I kind of wanted this, but that's not what I, like, man, that's my my mentor. I have a new mentor and mm -hmm. black queen and, and, and she, and I also have a white male who's my mentor and yep. they work together with me. And they got on my head in that moment because it's like, hold on, mm -mm -mm, you all over the uh, what do you want? What right. is best for you? Because right. you talk about career goals, personal goals, and I'm like, um, and I had to realize you need to pause. You need to put certain things on pause, and you need to sit down, and you need to focus, and you need to write it out. What right. exactly do you want? Right. What is list of, like, qualification? And, and sometimes they, and, and I will say, with Black women, we do get criticized for being too specific, or being like, oh, you have a type, and you're too, That's this true. and you need That's to be true. open. And this, and, no, I don't need, I, I don't need to be too open, because I'm just not trying to manifest any and everything. Absolutely. I do need Absolutely. to be, I do need to be detailed about what I want, because I'm be honest, you know, just, just being young, you know, I'm 25 right now, I just feel like I've spent a lot of time being kind of open, and, and yeah. the potential and being like well that's okay or yeah that seemed like a little bit rough man he a little hood but it's all he'll be all right <laughs> and then you sit there a few months later like oh shoot why you do you know you just mm. you, you knew when you knew but you kept oh, you <laughs> like man and that's okay. the thing we cannot keep dating oh, like as pe as people, period, as young people, we just cannot keep dating potential. You know, I will I, I would rather stay single than continue yes. dating potential. You know, yes. I, mean? I can just see the potential. That's fine. I see potential in you, but you're just not ready for where I am right now. And yep. that's perfectly fine. We can like each other, we can hang out. But what <laughs> I will be is honest, open, and transparent with you and let you know, like, yeah, we're not on the same level. No. Nope. You know, so when so to people out there, when you are literally 
praying and manifesting your husband, your wife, make sure that you are being specific to yourself. Make sure that you are being totally specific in what you want because you then cannot get mad if you're being general about the things that you're um, praying for and manifesting. And then they come in this form and they're going to come in different forms. You can't be mad at the form they come in. Mm-hmm. When they come in these different forms, you can't be upset. You know, you can't, you can't be, oh, I see him. I know, oh, I see him. I do. You can't be mad. Like, this is, this is what you ask for. And see, sometimes we get sick because we ask for that. Okay, well, then learn from that and don't be so damn general. That's, mm-hmm. that's all. And don't, and don't be upset. Uh, I, that's the biggest thing I wish I could have told, like, you know, my 18-year-old self. You will fail, 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 and fail again. Yep. And that is okay because you are learning every time you fail. When something doesn't work out, you're learning and you're getting a little bit closer to what you want. Exactly. So every time, you know, that relationship don't go that well or he end up being this is, you know, like, girl, it's okay. Okay. Because imagine if you would have stayed in that, been stuck in that. What would what, have, what you know, what what? Um, how would that have impacted you? So it's okay for, you know, you'd be like, oh, shoot. All right, let me get a little bit more specific with this manifestation that, you know, what, what I'm, what I'm, calling you know out for let me let me be very careful about who i'm calling towards me and what i'm manifesting because yeah you know just learning from it yeah definitely well tony i appreciate you for coming on the podcast girl you gotta come on again you gotta be a regular i I like to talk to you but show that let the people at home know where they can find you and how to get whatnot all right so um Best way to reach me, uh, DM me on um, Instagram, queen underscore underscore Tony. Um, I'm Tony Jackson on Facebook. Um, Yeah. And I just want to also close with just um, acknowledging all of our brothers and sisters um, that are struggling with mental health. If anybody needs support, if anybody needs guidance, no matter what your age, gender, and, and background is, please feel free to reach out to me because that's what I love to do and that's what I'm about or to at least connect you with a resource with that. So I just want to say that in this moment. Um, and Black Lives Matter. Absolutely. All the time. Uh, LGBTQ trans lives, especially black women. Absolutely. We Those trans women, we, we, we matter. So, Absolutely. yep, want to want to acknowledge that as well. Absolutely. Well, we appreciate you, Miss Tony Tom, for coming on. Thank you to everybody. And to everybody, uh, make sure that you follow us on all platforms, we are on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher Radio, Tony Radio. You can always catch me on my website at www.tyronsnicks.com. Um, if you would like to become an advertising partner, you can do that. You can go to my website, click the Ad Partner tab. You can fill out um, <clears throat> you can fill out the form. You can check out our past advertising sponsors and everything. And yeah, man, we'll be back on Monday with some more good shit to talk about. So, Tony, I appreciate your love. Thank you so Thank- much. Brother, thank you so much. Peace, love, and hair grease.